It's Feel Frozen Friday, and uh, yeah, the wicked uh, wind chill is not quite in the minus 45 mark, which would uh, wipe out uh, school bus transportation, but it is cold enough that uh, wheelchair lift equipped transportation has been canceled. School buses are running. Uh, give yourself some extra time for vehicle warm up, lock the doors, and lots and lots of layers today and through the coming weekend it's not really going to budge this cold front that has just draped itself over us and uh how about that just because we're allowing our vehicles to warm up longer the gas stations have nicely put up the price i noticed on the drive to work this morning a lot of them up to a buck 35 i know some of the independents probably a little less but that's our situation here this morning Okay, one artist I can't stop listening to lately, I've told you about him before, is Jelly Roll. This I'm just a long-haired son of a sinner. Once a drug dealer, now a country singer, Jelly Roll is now advocating for anti-fentanyl legislation in the U.S. And he was on Capitol Hill yesterday. And normally, this isn't a story I would bring you so much because it is in the U.S., but his testimony yesterday... Man, he just knocked it out of the park. What an inspiring guy. I respect him even more. Listen to a bit of his speech. 190 people a day overdose and die every single day in the United States of America. That's what about a 737 aircraft can carry. But because it's 190 drug addicts, we don't feel that way. Because America has been known to bully and shame drug addicts. Instead of dealing and trying to understand what the actual root of the problem is with that. I've attended more funerals than I care to share with y'all. This committee, I could sit here and cry for days about the caskets I've carried of people I loved dearly. Equally, I think it's important for me to tell y'all that I'm not here to defend the use of illegal drugs. And I also understand the paradox of my history as a drug dealer standing in front of this committee. I stand here as a regular member of society. I am a stupid songwriter, y'all, but I have firsthand witnessed this in a way most people have not. I encourage y'all to not only pass this bill, but I encourage you to bring it up where it matters, at the kitchen table. Yeah, Jelly Roll, he uh, told it like it is in his world. A former drug dealer, he did his time, and now he's a country superstar. He told the senators he's not a Republican, he's not a Democrat. In fact, he said he hardly ever cares politically what's going on at all, nor is he political. But he told them, uh, the people, quote, crave reassurance that their elected officials actually care more about human life than they do about uh, partisanship and ideology. Pretty uh, pretty smart young man. And uh, boy, uh, his, uh, his music yesterday, after so many people were sharing what he said on Capitol Hill, his music actually started uh, streaming even higher. And he was back in the top 10 with some uh, songs that uh, had long since fallen out of the top 10. So in other words, good for his music career too, but uh, he's pretty passionate about what he talks about. Incidentally, our province launching an app that will alert people about toxic drugs in the area. The Provincial Drug Alert app will send messages by text or email. And uh, Addictions Minister Tim McLeod says an app like this is important because drugs are killing people. Well, um, that's certainly the case. Yeah, I'm not so sure how many drug users will, uh, will go ahead and get the app. It's very, very clever idea. I certainly hope it does work, but... Um, that's available right now. 484 suspected and confirmed overdoses in 2023. That is cause for alarm. So, hey, if this helps, awesome. Mr. Joel and me tell each 
Bring him in. Bring him in. It's Kevin Bartell. Good morning. Welcome to the show here, Kevin. Uh, all week long, I have been trying to find for you and me some inventions out of this consumer electronics show in Vegas that would change our lives. I think I did a good job in finding that gravity-defined window cleaner that would make any two-story homeowner happy to see crawling yep. up and down. I think it was cool to find the indoor smoker that won't smoke up the joint but yes. has the same flavor as the outdoor ones. But now... Something I found for a dog owner. Another gadget. Oh, this is cool. It's the paw port, which is a smart pet door that opens and closes automatically, like at the grocery store, yep. as your pet approaches. And the paw port door is even made for our Saskatchewan winters because it's airtight sealed. It's insulated. There's, uh, It's battery operated. And the companion to the door is the collar, FOB. With a rechargeable battery that sends a Bluetooth signal to the paw port, so it opens as the dog approaches from inside or outside. And it's smart enough to know if your pooch is just laying down, having a rest nearby, it won't open up and stay open. So the only whining you'll have to listen to now is from your kids and not from your dog. Yes, yes, and that is a good thing. You know, my partner Jen, she has a dog, and I love Jed a lot, but do you know how often... We nestle in after doing the dishes, yeah. sit on the couch. Let's watch. Oh, the dog wants out. <laughs> this paw port could change my life, could change yours. What do you think? Yeah, and insulated as well. That's that's the big that's the big thing. And when you take a look outside, when you feel what it's like outside right now. Speaking of insulation, this building could lose use a lot more. I don't know how we're getting through working in these conditions. Got my coat on. You've got your winter coat on. Mine's on standby here too in the control room. I don't think we have any heat in this building right now. I also have a big. Uh cardigan sweater on yeah. this morning yes <laughs> yes can you put your pipe down for a moment in your cardigan there as i'm we comfortable do with my choice <laughs> oh man now we know paratransit is yeah. not working the school buses are but you don't want to be caught outside too long today yeah so we haven't yet i haven't seen anything from the catholic school division but yeah when it comes to regina public uh so if your child needs a wheelchair those buses aren't running all other buses within that division are running normally this morning but uh, yeah, extreme wind chill uh this morning extreme cold warnings up in the entire province doesn't matter where you are minus 40 minus 50 wind mm -hmm. chill in some places so and it's going to be like this through the weekend greg so and next week yeah and next week still looks cold too right yeah but, uh Statistically, we're supposed to suggest, according to Environment Canada, we get through this weekend here and the uh, first part of next week, uh, that's as low as temperatures go. They, statistically, you know, we bottom out about this time of the year. Most of winter's behind us and it gets better. Right? Making up for lost time right now, right? I mean, it, it, we expect this in January yep. and probably in February and sometimes in March, these warnings for extreme cold. But how do you get warmer? Like, obviously, I think a lot of people are going to stay indoors more than they normally would this weekend. And but what's that comfort food that you're going to make? Because yeah. I'm thinking about it. Lasagna, maybe, for me. It's always soup. It, it is always number one soup. I don't know what it is about soup over something like lasagna, which I also love. Yeah. But there's something about soup that well, just... It, because maybe it's the I, steam coming off it, and you can just kind of not even eat it, but just let the steam 
hit your face for a little while, absorb the warmth, Greg. I sure hope you take that cardigan <laughs> off before you eat that soup. <laughs> Stain it. It's white. <laughs> All right. Okay, so we now know uh, that uh, the teachers are going to take a one-day strike next week. Yeah, a little bit of a surprise because we thought they wouldn't get to this step right away. Now, be it it's only one day, Tuesday of next week, we thought maybe they would start with extracurriculars. We've seen that in the past. They don't go to a strike right away. They cancel, for example, you know, basketball games and things like that. But yeah, for one day right now. So it's just kind of a, you'd almost look at it at it as um, kind of a sign of what could be coming, right? It's just a little small step. But it means now parents probably have to scramble. Where do you, like, who looks after the kids? Well, yeah, ch- juggling child care is going to be a problem. Uh, and uh, I'm a parent, and uh, this affects me too. But frankly, I- I'll be very honest with you. I, I, don't-, I don't know why only one day. I- you know, they-, they haven't come together, and nothing seems to be happening. I don't think one day is going to do anything at all. But I'll ask Samantha Peacock that. She, she is going to be uh, my guest right after the 7 o'clock news. And some of you may say, oh, what are you talking about? Child care. Well, I'm affected by this too, but I, I don't know. Something, to me, it's just only a day. But uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try to understand with Samantha why they only chose one day. Um, let's see. What, is, oh, what about NFL wildcard weekend? Does that interest you at all, Kevin? Um, well, it, yes, in, in a way. I mean, some games, I just it, it's just harder for me to watch now, right, because of the, the work schedule. So I'll see some of the highlights. Uh, but certainly some of the earlier games on that are you know coming on the weekend. You'd Saturday rather games. talk about the Winnipeg Jets, I guess. Eight straight wins, Greg. Eight straight wins. There's only one team that's hotter right now. Well, yeah, nine straight wins. Edmonton Oilers, the they, Edmonton they won again Oilers. last night. But I, as we've been hearing in sports this morning um, – I can't believe that even in the Gretzky and Messier days in the in the eighties, yep. the Oilers then didn't win ten straight. I would have thought absolutely with you know those two hundred point seasons that Gretzky was putting up. Never did they win ten games. They could do it right now. It might be history Saturday night there in Montreal. We'll see, Kevin. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, wipe that little frosty uh, stash of yours off there in these working conditions where it's bitterly cold in our studio. And uh, we'll see you shortly here. It's 6.58 now. My next guest is actually uh, Samantha Beacott from the uh, Saskatchewan Teachers Federation. You might be thinking I'm playing that song for her and uh, the rallying cry of the teachers. I am not. It's against Mother Nature. I am literally just saying, (laughs) I don't think we can take any more of this wicked wind chill. Extremely cold it is to dress up in lairs and thank whoever's working outdoors when you meet them today. Because uh, it's it's miserable and it's going to stay cold all weekend. Now, let me get to my guest, Samantha Beacott from the Saskatchewan Teachers Federation. Good morning, Samantha. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Hey, I am a parent. It affects me too. But honestly, I'll tell you, I'm kind of surprised only one day, Samantha. Why not more? Nothing seems to be working to pull a deal together. Do you think a single day is going to do anything? Uh, Well, we're hoping that a single day won't uh, create too much disruption within schools, um, but also show government that we are serious about negotiating a deal that uh, improves the conditions in our classrooms and supports students 
uh, not just in in a short term, but over a longer period of time. Now, to be fair, upon hearing of the move, Education Minister Jeremy Cockrell said he's ready to meet again, and they've demonstrated, in his words, their commitment to addressing classroom complexity with funding and two brand-new pilot projects they just announced this week. He also said they're offering a 7% pay bump over three years and is open to a discussion about salary and benefits, but you won't come to the table. That's uh, what he said. Anything else to say towards that? Well, um, that that offer that they're talking about in terms of salary, that is their opening proposal. That's where they've been since May, essentially. So that isn't negotiations in and of itself. And teachers have a right to negotiate their working conditions. And those working conditions are our students' learning conditions. Yes, the minister has announced new pilot projects this week. Um, but those pilot projects can disappear uh, at any time without additional uh, commitments to ensure that they are expanded across the province uh, and that they support all of our students uh, over the longer term. And we just want, we're looking for assurances that conditions will improve and students are going to get their needs met. All right, there's a couple things there I just want to hone in a little more. The government launched that advertising campaign last summer that uh, was telling everyone the average teacher here earns 92000 a year, which they say is the highest, uh, higher than the average in Western Canada. You called that misleading. For those who didn't hear why you said that, well, why? How is it misleading? Uh, well, it, it, I said it was misleading uh, for a few reasons. One, because it's just not accurate. Their own salary report uh, shows that the average teacher salary, when you take all teachers across the province and divide by the number of teachers, or divide their salary by the number of teachers, it isn't 92000 It's closer to $88,000. Um, and then, as well, that shows that teachers here in Saskatchewan have a lot of experience teaching. It also shows that teachers here in Saskatchewan have a lot of education. You have to have uh, a bachelor's of education or additional degrees, and you have to have been teaching for 10 years to get to that $92,000 mark. That's the top of our salary range. So it's misleading in that that's not what uh, many teachers experience across the province. Uh, it's also misleading because it isn't above the Western Canadian average. They are cherry-picking data, uh, picking only a specific group of teachers based on experience and education, and comparing Saskatchewan data to that. Uh, and so when we look at the minimum, uh, the starting salary for teachers here in Saskatchewan, it's about 4.5% below where our counterparts in Western Canada are. And when we look at the top of the salary range uh, here in Saskatchewan, we're about 3.7%. So uh, it's inaccurate in, in many ways. Samantha Peacock, my guest from the Teachers Federation, does that complexity plan from the province fall short for you considerably? And uh, if it does, how would you tinker with it so that you would think it's a better idea what they uh, dropped on us this week? Uh, well, in terms of addressing complexity in the classroom, um, it is a start for sure, and it's interesting in the perspective that they've looked at. Um, but complexity isn't just the behaviors that we see in classrooms. Complexity looks at all of the needs that students have. And so um, looking at only only behaviors is is such a small portion of that. And often the behaviors are a result of students being frustrated that their needs aren't being met. So it's putting a Band-Aid on to onto a gushing wound when when we could be fixing the solution to begin or fixing the issues to begin with. Students need to have more mental health counselors. They need to have speech language pathologists. They need supports in reading interventions. Uh, so we need to be providing those supports. And then many of the behaviors will be resolved because students won't be as frustrated that their needs are being left unmet. 
Um, and and in terms of the other, the Teacher Innovation Fund, again, uh, it's an interesting proposal. Many teachers across the province, though, are looking for uh, a long-term commitment. We need to know that these uh, pilot projects aren't going to disappear after an election. Uh, and if they're committed to making these investments and committed to expanding these projects, that's all we're looking for. We just want a commitment that things are going to improve in Saskatchewan. Okay, how much time will you give the province to react after next Tuesday before making another move? A couple days, the rest of the week, less? Uh, time will tell. They can come back to us at any point and, and start to have a conversation. We are trying to do everything possible uh, to avoid further action or to even avoid the action next week. I have told uh, the minister and, and we have communicated to the, the government bargaining team that we will come back to the table at any point. Uh, and we just need to have a commitment to engage in meaningful conversations around teachers' working conditions, uh, which, like I said, are students' learning conditions. Okay. Samantha, I appreciate your time and the update. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Extreme cold warning, frostbite in minutes. Joining me now, host of uh, the Evan Bray Show. The big boy, Evan Bray, is here now. Frost, frost bitten and feeling fine. Oh, <laughs> man, it is a tough one to want to crawl out of the sack and go to work or school today, that's for sure. And uh, yet, I, I think of my teenage days, uh, I would still go, even in this weather, in my runners <laughs> and a blue jean jacket or something yeah. stupid. I got uh, into the station this morning and I forgot my coffee in my truck. And I spent a couple of minutes sitting there thinking, is it worth it? Is it worth going back out to get my coffee? Well, it's you need cold. it to warm your hand. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it's, it's cold. It, it's ugly all weekend long here. What's the comfort food you uh, you dream of making this weekend to just <laughs> sit watch that wild card weekend of football? I, I'm thinking lasagna's on tap this weekend. Yeah, you know, I... I just had this conversation with a coworker actually this morning when I got in. I love nachos, so nachos to me, especially if you're going to watch some football or hockey, nachos are good. But I'm a big shepherd's pie guy too, Greg. Love it. Well, nothing like whipping up a shepherd's pie when we've got an extreme uh, cold warning. So <laughs> yeah, right. I, I'm sure I'm sure you'll make it too. Well, <laughs> I will. I will buy some ingredients for it. <laughs> Look, I just had uh, Samantha Peacock, the uh, from the Teachers Federation, on. I know she's going to be dropping in your show a bit later on, but uh, I, I'm surprised it's only a day. And I asked her why only a day, and yeah. you know, delicately, it was well, we want to give them an opportunity to respond. I don't think a day is going to do anything, do you? No, well, you know, I mean, I think what a day does, and and you know this, uh, being a parent of having a child in school, is it gives parents and students and and the province a taste of what it's going to feel like there's no doubt you know we're not going to see reconciliation at the bargaining table remarkably after a one day strike i don't believe uh but it's giving the province a taste of what could be to come and you know think of the the implications of say a two week strike or rotating strikes throughout the province it's going to cause havoc for parents it's going to be you know it sets back kids in school there's all kinds of implications not to mention by the way and i when i talk to her i plan on bringing this up every one day of strike by teachers in this province saves the province about six million dollars every day okay. so at, at what point you know are the teachers striking and paying for their their wage increase because you know six million bucks 
in one day is about the same as a 1% increase in, at the bargaining table. There you so, go. It's interesting. Okay. Uh, besides education, you will be looking to warm things up on the show today as you do every Friday. Well, I mean, it's Eaton time. Belton Johnson always comes in with some with some goodies, and I, I, I'm, I'm wanting to get his take on the Bill Belichick situation, uh, NFL playoffs starting. Ask was, him about coaching. He's in the big battle of the prairies there that's in Moose right, Jaw, in Moose too. Jaw. Yeah. I knew he was going to be in Moose Apparently, Jaw he was the loudest coach heard at the Yara <laughs> Center yesterday. And, and, uh, and, and that tells you me could hear they him. lost. You could hear him in every nook and cranny of that building. <laughs> He's going to be joining me a bit later on with uh, his uh, his picks for the NFL Wild Card Weekend. Okay, so bugs and uh, no, what is it? What do you call it? Bug, <laughs> Greg. Listen to the show once in a while. Bugs and hugs, Greg. What bugs time are you on? Tell everyone what time you're on too, because I'm done with you. <laughs> Eight thirty. Yeah, that's it. Thirty six. I'll be there, Greg. Have a good show. See you later, Ev. Seven twenty eight.